Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Fulfillment Podcast. We help discover a better you by breaking through in life, relationships, and finance. I'm your host, Josh. And this has been a while. It has been a while. I don't know if you guys are tracking or you guys check in every other uh, every other day for the new episode post, but it's been a week. I've actually missed an entire week of episodes, and that is not okay by my standards. So I definitely want to get this out here, talk to you guys, but more or less fill you kind of in on what's going on. Uh, there's been a lot of development in the things that I've been doing on my side of the fence. And I want to really inform you guys and just kind of bring you up to speed about like all the crazy stuff that's been going on. It's absolutely insane. So I think last episode I had, um, I think I was eating peanut butter and I was down to like, I'd gone through the beans and rice and everything. And I was down to like the bare minimum. I mean, I was down to like the last few scoops of like a jar of peanut butter and I was, I was not in a, uh, in a great spot, but for some reason I felt called that that was what I had to do at the time. And that if I just kept pushing, kept going, kept going, that the right things were going to come out of it and everything was going to like connect. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about like what all went down through that and, and what's going on. I'm not going to talk to like what's happening right now. Cause I don't, I don't want to kind of like speak out of turn if, if it's done and it's, it's closed then I think we're good. But like, there's some crazy stuff. Like it's still going on, right? Like, so I'm still going through some processes, but, um, just to kind of fill you guys in. So with all that stuff that was going on, I pulled it off. I did. I pulled off the purchase on the, uh, on that loft that, so the place I'm living in right now, I'm actually in like a studio that I have inside the loft. And, uh, this is where I do my recording and stuff now. So it's a really cool place, beautiful location, gorgeous views, like never lived in a place like this in my entire life. And I, uh, I've been renting it for the last year and the guy finally came forward and he's like, Hey, I'm going to sell. And he, he agreed to come to me first, which he did. And then we agreed upon a purchase price, which he raised a little bit on me, um, which wasn't cool, but whatever, it was still very valuable and still definitely worth it. So I ended up pulling it off. I wanted to do a, I wanted to use my VA loan on it, but, um, I've got my VA tied up on, another home that I purchased. So I have to do this whole refinancing thing to, to take it off of that property and put a different mortgage on there. And then I could take my VA and buy this one, but the guy didn't give me enough time to do that. Right. It takes, takes a little bit of time to go through the lenders and the mortgages and all that stuff. Uh, but he gave me a really tight timeline, which essentially didn't allow me to do that. So I went through a bunch of different options, contacted a whole ton of people. I mean, I was to the point where I was, so I ended up finding private money, but what I was doing was I was at the point where I was sending videos and messages and everything to like everyone under the sun, like everyone I knew that had money, I was sending them like a video message, just slinging stuff out there. Like absolutely insane. I was, I was hitting up, like, if you guys know who Ben Oberg is, I was hitting him up. I was sending guys like Ben Oberg, Thatch Wynn. If you guys know who Thatch is, I was sending him videos and stuff. Cause I've connected with him, uh, Ken Jocelyn, like those, like I was sending everybody. I felt like a video like, Hey, I got this opportunity. I need to buy this thing. Do you want in? And, uh, nobody ended up taking the bait except for a few local people. I know I ended up connecting with a guy here locally, a real estate agent that knows a ton of people that are in that business and, uh, ended up connecting with one that was like, Hey, I'll do it. So basically what happened was it came down to the wire. Uh, nobody with deep pockets wanted to do the deal. Cause if you think about it, the market I live in is, is very hot which I'm sure everybody says the whole country's that way. Got it. I just wouldn't invest in the whole country. There's only a few pockets of the country that I would actually invest in this being one of the prime ones. So I actually, uh, ended up 
meeting a guy who like most of the private money doesn't want to tie their money up right so to give you some context uh the purchase price of the place was 530 530,000 and that's a lot of money right to tie up especially in a market that's popping really hot and it's coming into the summer season which is high right you're starting to make more money rent prices increase in the summer a lot of airbnb prices go up so like all that kind of stuff summer's really really high so to tie up 530,000 when you could be buying smaller homes flipping them fixing them turning them into rentals with all that money right you could be doing that with several homes all you're doing is you're tying it up on one so a lot of the private money guys didn't want to do it because they want to keep their money liquid they want to keep buying deals and stuff so where this unique opportunity came in was when it came down to essentially like the last three days and I was going to lose the home, right? I was, I was at, essentially at the point where none of the conventional lenders could pull it off because they're like, there's just not enough time. And none of the private money guys wanted to do it because I was asking for like 90 days, like a 90 day loan essentially to get me through so I could go through the like typical lending process and then purchase the place. Nobody wanted to float me 90 days worth of 530,000. So what I ended up doing was I was going to lose a place, right? I was going to lose it. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I went back to a few of the guys and I was like, Hey, listen, I'm going to lose a place anyway. Let's make a few bucks. So I went back to him and was like, the, the seller is not budging because I went to the seller a couple times and I was just asking him to extend. I was like, hey, can you extend? Do you mind extending, extending? And he was like, no, get screwed. This house is way more valuable than what I'm giving it to you for. So I'm going to, if you fail, which he kind of like, he wanted me to fail so he could then list it on the market and make more money. So he wasn't helping me at all. So I basically was like, all right, forget it. I'm going to like, if I'm going to lose this place, let's make a few bucks. So I basically told the guys like, listen, let's buy it. You give me the cash to buy it and I'll turn around and flip it immediately. Like we'll, we'll turn around and list it next week. And he's like, all right, deal. We're in. So we ended up splitting the deal three ways. It was me for a third, the real estate agent that connected everybody and who's going to be listing it and all that stuff for a third. And then the, um, the guy that brought the money, the private money guy. So that, that's how the deal is getting split three ways. I essentially bought the property, quick claimed it immediately into the three of us. So we all three own it. And then we're just going to turn around and flip it and sell it. So that's, that's how the property, that's how the whole thing worked. That's where we're at right now. So right now there's the property is staged. It looks really, really nice. Everything looks great. And uh, it's about to go live on the market and we'll see where we end up with it. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but there may already be offers in before it's even on the market. And the offers may be somewhere like a hundred thousand over what we were going to list it at, which was a hundred thousand over what I bought it at. So I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say where anything goes or anything until it's done and over with and I'll report back. But I wanted to give you guys some like a highlight and some good news, right? That's the process of like not giving up. That's what persistence and all that like does in this whole thing. I mean, I was at like an all time low, right? An extreme low. Like I had never been so like just kind of like miserably depressed in a business sense, right? I wasn't like emotionally like relationship, you know, getting smoked or um, depressed or I wasn't... Uh, like really physically broken, but I was business wise, like morale was low, right? So that's, that's what I'm talking about. Things were rough there for like probably three weeks, really, really rough. But however, I continued to keep pressing on and going and going and going because I, um, when you, when you pray or meditate, I definitely believe, and, and this is something that I've learned to be this way. I didn't always think this, but I've kind of like changed my mind on it. But I think when you pray, and you feel that gut feeling kind of come out and speak to yourself and tell yourself something, that's God talking to you, right? That's that's your higher self connecting with you, 
telling you exactly what you need to know or exactly what you're asking for. We ignore it sometimes and we think it's supposed to be a different message. And sometimes I think we're supposed to hear it differently, but it's not. And this is, again, this is something I've learned. I didn't always think this way, but I have come across that. I've learned that that voice in your head is like always right. A gut feeling that voice is always fucking right. So just listen to it. Just do what that voice says and you're going to be Gucci. You're going to be so good. You're going to be golden. So that's what I did, right? So I started listening to that. And uh, when I prayed about this property and this deal and stuff, the voice I got back was, don't stop until the fat lady sings. Like, just keep running. And I felt like I was running through brick walls, just brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. And my head was bruised and I was bleeding all over my face and like blood running down. You know, like that was the scene that was going on. That was the, the visual perspective of what I was doing in my head. And I was just running and running and running. And the voice I got when I prayed about it was, don't give up until the fat lady sings. Like, don't give up until the very end. And, uh, and that's what I did. I didn't give up. I even It came down to the day before closing. Two days. I think it was two days before closing. Um, we closed on a Friday, and I sat Wednesday morning. I went and sat in the office of one of these private money guys. And I'm like, dude we need to close this deal. We need to do this. And I sat there and I waited for him for like two and a half hours, two and a half hours. I brought my, I love me binder. It's a mil- like in the military, you have like an, I love me book or binder. It's where you got all your, like your awards and your certificates and all that stuff. So I got my Ranger certificate right on the front page and <laughs> all my medals and stuff are like the certificates are all inside. So like, it's like your resume kind of, right? So I had that with me. Totally irrelevant. But I was just trying to show like, oh, I'm a trustworthy guy and I busted my ass. So, you know, I don't know, something, anything. Really, that's where I was at. I was like, anything. And then I had another folder. It just had mortgage payments in it. I don't know what I was going to do with that. I just had a whole folder full of mortgage-like statements. I guess I was going to be like, yo, look, I've never missed a mortgage payment. But, I mean, you can't prove that. So I don't know what I was even doing with that. Really just nothing. I was almost just carrying shit around to look like I was doing something important. But I had the whole office place calling this guy and everything. Like people thought he was not doing well and everything. Dude, it was, it was hilarious. And then uh, the guy finally connected with me, and he's like, "Holy shit, dude! The whole place is calling me. Like I've got people calling me left and right, worried about me. They're saying you're waiting for me in the office." He's like, "What is going on?" I'm like, "Dude, we're doing this. Like we got to find a solution to this problem." And he was like, "Holy shit!" The cool thing was is we ended up not finding a solution to the problem. And it put me to a point where I was like, fuck it, let's just sell it. Because I was trying to hold it, right? I was trying to buy it and hold it. And it got me to a point where I was like, fuck it, let's just sell it. So then that opened up a whole nother slew of options. And now you guys should see where we're at with things. But it's going to be totally different. Like the whole outcome that we're about to walk away with is going to be drastically different than what we planned on before. Like what I, what I approached the whole situation with is totally different than where I'm at now. And that's why I come into like the fixed and fluid theory that whole mindset and idea of figure out what it is that you're trying to accomplish and then everything else has to be fluid. Like you'd be fixed on that one thing, but everything else has to be fluid. And I thought what that meant for me in this situation was I had to be fixed on buying the home, like to, to purchase the thing to own, to own the, the loft. I thought that was what, I, what it meant for me to be fixed on. In reality, what I needed to be fixed on was my dream, my goal of like developing the skyline in Colorado Springs. And if that means that's the goal, that means I need to be fluid about where I live and what I own and, and what I keep and sell. Like I need to be fluid about those things. And that's why I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I got to sell. If I'm going to have to sell, let's make some money. 
And that's where everything shifted, essentially. So the whole plan, everything changed. But it's keeping me on track with what I'm actually trying to accomplish in the end. So you just, again, you have to be able to identify and ask yourself, what are you really being fixed on? What is your fixed? And then you got to be fluid everywhere else. So just it's it's not easy necessarily identifying that. It's really not. Sometimes it's very, very difficult to identify what it is that you're you're fixed on, what it is that you're focused and, and heading towards. But, uh, but man, I mean, I tell you, absolute chaos finally paid off. I mean, I had, I'll be, I'll be open with you guys. I had like $65,000 in credit card, like racking up. I had all the money to pay it off, but I had like 67 or 65 grand racked up in credit card debt. I mean, it was insane. Absolutely unreal to the point where the cards were getting declined. People were trying to charge them and I had subscriptions going through and stuff. And like shit was getting declined to left and right, like utility bills, every, everything, it was not a good situation, not a good situation at all, at all. So just trying to like lend some clarity so you guys can kind of see like, I mean, like bills add up, you know, like you, you start paying for like these little uh, subscriptions on websites and you start building websites and businesses and opening accounts and paying for, you know, things left and right and like all this stuff, like the stuff adds up and uh, you got to be able to like take care of things and I was doing something, um, Ken Jocelyn talked to me the other day about it. He's like, you're building a tolerance. He's like, you just built the craziest tolerance I've ever seen anybody build in like the shortest amount of time. He's like, now you have a tolerance to where you're not afraid to spend that money. And he's, he's absolutely right. Before I was afraid to spend money I didn't have. Now I'm like, okay, let's leverage this. Let's get some marketing done. Let's get some investments made. Let's do some things. And then we'll turn around and on the back end, it's going to kick back three or four times as much. But you have to take that leap and that risk up front, which means you're going to have to go in debt up front, which means you're going to get all that right back on the back end. So it's just you're building a tolerance, and he's absolutely right. I mean, that's exactly where I'm at now. Like, I'm not afraid to start spending four or five, six thousand dollars on marketing because I know, you know, when I make fifteen to twenty thousand back on the back end, it's not a big deal. Like, I'll, I'll keep doing that all day. So it's just it's interesting, right? You get you start realizing all these things you learned. You know, most people, they look at 65 grand in credit card debt and they're like, I'm never getting out of this hole. I got to file bankruptcy. Me, I'm like, fuck, let's go. Let's spend more. And it, and it worked out like a fucking massive payday coming, you know, like just constantly making money. So now it's like I see things very, very differently. And that's why I think this whole podcast thing is really cool because you can you can sit here and document all of the things that are happening. And you can put them in a podcast and you kind of watch your journey as you go through all these different like phases and stages and all that stuff. And you can be like, holy shit, look how I've grown from where I was in the beginning to where I am now in the end. I ran, I think I started this podcast back in June of 2020. And uh, now it's May of 2021, approaching a year, almost at 100 episodes. And uh, I, fuck, I could say I'm a totally different person. Absolutely, different, totally different person. I'm sure you guys could tell this too, but I mean, like uh, things are different. I know when I started, I was still tied up on a certain girl, like, and that's gone, totally gone. Like couldn't be further from gone. Right now I'm, now I'm totally tied up on me. I don't even, I'm not even <laughs> approaching anybody, right? I'm not even approaching anybody, looking for anybody, want anybody like to the point where it's, it's not going to happen. I actively avoid people, which is really cool, right? It's a really cool place to be when you're in the place of life where you love spending time with yourself and who you are and you, you're so passionate about what you do and helping other people that you don't know, you almost don't want anybody else unless, I will say, unless they add the value to your life to where it makes you want to have them in your life. I would say that's the caveat. 
I know there there definitely can come a point where the right person will show up and add value to my life, and that will be like the fucking holy grail, right? You'll be like, holy shit, you're you're the unicorn that you know I've been looking for or whatever. But you're not going to find that person unless you're not looking for them. You don't find unicorns by looking for them. They find you, right? It's kind of one of those things. So it's just like it's it's been this interesting journey, and that's why I think the podcast is so cool because you can capture you can capture all of those moments. You can capture this whole transition, this whole phase, and growth and development, and everything. You can capture all of that, which is uh, absolutely wild. Just absolutely wild. Um, I talked about back probably around episode 20 or so talked about this idea of a version a and a version b of yourself figuring out how to get to version b if version b is this person that's doing these things living a certain lifestyle living in a certain place like making a certain amount of money um if that's the version b and you're at version a and you're not those things you have to figure out how to get there right and when I started talking about that you know I was visualizing and figuring out what that version b was and then you got to make those changes if version B is hanging out with uh, million-dollar people and driving a certain car and living in a certain place and has a certain standard of life, and version A doesn't, well, you got to make those changes. you got to start hanging around those valuable people and start leaving behind the people that aren't in that picture. you got to start living in the right places. you got to start doing the things that are going to make that money, right? you got to start taking action and removing resistance. So I... You can go back and listen through this podcast. You can listen to the different episodes and everything. And you can see how I make this journey of going from version A of Josh to now where I'm at. I'm, I'm essentially that. I feel like the same person, right? I, I don't kind of feel any different. But the knowledge, the experience, the, the mindset, the community, the environment that I have now is different, right? My environment is that version B. I am like I can tell I can see that I'm pretty much becoming that that person that I've envisioned. I'm hanging around that type of people. I'm I'm thinking those types of ways. I'm making those types of business decisions. Like I'm making that level of income. Like I'm doing all of those things that I, I thought about when I was back there. So it's just wild when you start thinking about stuff like that. It's very, very interesting, right? And I want you guys to see that because I feel like I'm a very normal person. There's nothing really special or unique about me other than like, which I think we all have this, but like that drive to go get it. You just got to find what fires that drive up, whatever explodes that passion in your heart and in your mind and in your soul, whatever, whatever ignites that fire. That's kind of what you need to follow. And I think we all have that inside. Just sometimes I think we get content enough to where we don't want to pursue it or find it. And I was like, I was very uncontent. What is that? I feel like there's a word for that, but I don't know. Uncontent. I was very uncontent. I'm going to roll with it for now. I'm going to own it. But uh, but I was uncontent with it. And I wanted to continue to move and strive and grow and do better. And somehow I got lucky enough that like the divorce was kind of like a break breakthrough point. I, I definitely wouldn't be here if I was still in that relationship. I wouldn't be here if I was in any of those relationships. And... Uh, even if I was still in the army, like I still wouldn't even be here because just it's a different mindset of people. Those people don't really want to do anything. They're not business owners. They're not entrepreneurs. They're not people that are thinking bigger. They're people that are thinking retire at 42, <laughs> you know, like that's what the people are thinking. So it's not 65, I guess, which is great, but still not the kind of mindset or people you want to be around that are going to help you like grow and be inspired and do things differently. So Take that for what it's worth, guys. But that is where I sit right now. So 
I will probably have an update. This thing's going to go live this week. We'll see where we're at. We already have, like I said, a few offers on the table, and they may or may not be substantially higher than what I even thought that they would be. So it's very exciting to see kind of what's going on. It's just unreal, just absolutely unreal the way, like, when you let go and you just you trust in everything and you listen to that voice inside your head, how insane your fucking life can go. So it's, it's crazy exciting. I'm super pumped about it. Um, and we've got a whole bunch of other projects. I mean, uh, my one real estate investing company starting to like just take off. I'm bringing on a couple partners and we've got a few deals in our pocket and, uh, just like we're talking multi-million dollar projects that we're starting to put together. So it's insanely exciting how crazy this stuff's about to get. <laughs> so I'd love to share that with you guys, but again, I don't want to say anything until this whole thing's kind of wrapped up, but it's not going to take very long. So maybe by the next episode or two, be able to give you guys some feedback on where we're at but that's where i'm at today that's the things that's going on everything has i'm not gonna say turned around but remember life goes up and downs right so i knew i was at an extreme low so it sounds like we're going to be an extreme high here in a second so i feel like we're up on the uptick we're up on the rise things are going to be sweet man like this stuff is gonna be badass it's gonna be badass so you just got to keep driving keep your head down and don't give up until the fat lady sings Hope you guys liked it. Share the episode. We'll see you guys in the next one. See ya.